listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Kelly Jensen. This is the April 22nd, 2022 edition, and today I'm going to tell you about a couple of Backlist gems all about ghosts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The first title is A Banquet for Hungry Ghosts by Ying Chang Kompenstein, illustrated by Coleman Polhemus. And I'm going to start by saying this book landed on my radar in a couple of different ways. The first is that it is going to be adapted. Um, That news came out sometime last fall, so you'll get to see an on-screen adaptation of this collection of short stories. And then the other way it came onto my radar is because of that news about the upcoming adaptation. This is a title I looked at pretty seriously in my capacity on the Summer Scares Committee, which is a bunch of groups, including the Horror Writers Association and Booklist, that come together to determine three great horror picks for public libraries to promote throughout the summer. These are all backlist titles. And this was one that I was super eager to read and then to consider for the committee. But because this is a very deep backlist title, it kind of fell out of the parameters of our time frame. So instead, it became one of those books that when I get the chance to talk about it, I do. So I mentioned this is backlist. It came out in 2009. And it's still in print and absolutely worth seeking out. It's a very short collection of short stories, and it's one of those rare YA books that includes illustrations, but is not a graphic novel. And I'm going to put this there, put this in here before going further to mention that this book has fat people represented in some not great ways. And I will say it's not comfortable, nor would it hold up at all today in the YA world, nor just in reading in general. But it is very representative of where YA books were in 2009. And I think the reason it it's worth talking about and promoting is that these depictions re-emphasize some of the cultural norms, uh, the Chinese cultural norms that this book seeks to explore, in particular around fat shaming and the relationship of fat shaming to food. The book collection is a series of short stories about Chinese cultural norms and beliefs. So this it's really contextual to the moment, but I'm putting that there for any readers who are like, "Mm, not even going to dig into it. So I get it, but know that going in. That all said, this collection is based on this idea that Chinese tradition believes that people who die hungry or who die unjustly come back after death to haunt the living. So this collection of eight short stories plays with these ideas around death and injustice, traveling not only across time, we have stories that are set between the building of the Great Wall to the modern 2000 era. So again, the book came out in 2009. So these are the early 2000s. And then also, these stories are set across the expansive Chinese landscape. 
So the exploration of Chinese cultural history is fascinating here, and it's interwoven with ghost stories that are just chilling enough to be scary, but aren't necessarily gory. What makes this collection especially noteworthy are the short pieces at the end of each story that explain both the legend and the history, and then you get a bonus recipe that is related to the story. And I promise these are like edible recipes, not recipes that have anything to do with ghosts themselves. So... I loved a few of the stories in here in particular. Steamed dumplings was one I loved, long life noodles, tofu with garlic sauce, and jasmine almond cookies. And I think that should give you a good kind of taste as the sort of recipes you'll see in here as well. Uh, Pick this one up for a window into the lengths that ghosts will go to finally find peace. And that is A Banquet for Hungry Ghosts by Ying Chang Kompenstein illustrated by Coleman Polemus. And interestingly, Kompenstein has not written another YA since this book came out, but has one on the docket for fall. And I believe it's a book about Wuhan, set in Wuhan. So should be really interesting to follow, see what the follow-up to this book is. My second title I wanted to talk about today is called The Saturday Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. And this is horror, But it's horror light in the sense that it's less about the ghost as like ghosts, revengeful ghosts, and instead more about what it means that we carry around ghosts of who we are. So the story follows a man named Jake Breaker. He's a neurosurgeon and has this really great idea of how complex the brain can be. And the story begins with him talking about the delicacy involved in surgery, and it weaves in the history of one of his... Useful Summers in 1980s Niagara Falls, Canada. He has been the victim of a vicious bully, which puts him in contact with Billy, a Matisse boy who becomes a longtime friend. And over the course of the summer, Jake and Billy, as well as Billy's older sister, Dove, who struggles with bipolar disorder, become close to Jake's eccentric uncle named Cal. And Cal runs the occult store in their small little town. So Cal suggests that the kids put together a weekly ghost club with him, and he's going to take the lead on treating and terrorizing his nephew and his nephew's friends to the ghosts that haunt their small town. The stories that he shares are horrific, though they're far more about loss and sadness than they are about being scared. They're stories of death, of people gone missing, of the relics of lives that never got to become what they were meant to be. But one night on these adventures, Jake learns that everything his uncle has taught him is not what it seems. And he starts to wrestle with knowing the truth, both when he's that young boy, as well as now as a neurosurgeon, really reflecting upon that summer, which changed everything that he thought he knew about himself and his family and just the complexities of, of small town life and what happens to the stories we carry with us. It is both heartbreaking and heartwarming, and and it's a story about love and loss and the things that we do when we have experienced a lot of pain, as well as a lot of really good experiences. Uh, This is a short story. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a novel, but it's a shorter novel, and it's one that really packs a punch. Readers who are put off by traditional horror, what they believe traditional horror to be, 
would find a lot to get out of this book. I would compare it to Stranger Things and to Stand By Me. And it reminded me a lot, too, of the children's sections in Stephen King's It, but minus, like, the scary clown aspects of that. There's some great crossover appeal here, which isn't surprising because Davidson has another writing alias as a Canadian horror writer who writes for teen readers. This is a really poetic and fabulously nostalgic ghost story. And that is The Saturday Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. As always, thank you so much to our sponsor. Thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink. And thank you to you for listening. For more racks and general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot in your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of books I mentioned in today's show by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlists and you want to show us some love, leave a reading, rating, or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We really appreciate your review and they help other book lovers find us. If you want to find me tongue-twisting, twisting, word-tripping me, you can find me on Instagram at Jensen. In the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading.